just like a pill. Instead of making me better, you keep making me ill. You keep making me ill. Today is November 20th, and on this day in 2001, Pink releases her breakthrough second album, Misunderstood. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you, Kim? Good, good. Uh, Raiders, thanks for coming in. Uh, this is the Crossroads Music Podcast. We're a weekly music discussion podcast where we, we talk about music. Uh, today, Eric does not have a drink of choice. so oh, No, I do not. It's just water. It's just <laughs> water for this it's week. It's just water. Water. <laughs> um, so maybe we could just get straight into the music stuff then. Um, yes. I don't have to blabble on or babble on about <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> uh, what we've been listening to. Uh, Eric, anything of note that you've been listening to this past week? So nothing new. Uh, it's kind of like a weird month because there's some new stuff and then it's just nothing. Uh, so I haven't really been listening to anything new. Uh, I've been listening to Christmas music because it's been playing it's in the too, house. We've been it's s- too early for Christmas. I know. We we started putting up our Christmas decorations okay. slowly. Okay. Like we, yeah. we like I got out the tree. And then the next day we'll put the ornaments on the tree kind of thing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's been playing like nonsense and, uh, it's already starting to get to me. Uh, I have been listening to, uh, a lot of like jazz, like crooner music, kind of like, like a D- Diana crawl, like you're in like a late okay. night, nice. like kind of like gentleman's bar mm-hmm. and just listening to the, like, you know, just got your scotch. Or your bourbon, which I don't even drink because <laughs> it's too strong for me. But, um, but yeah, so like I've been listening to a lot of that kind of stuff, like nice. Frank Sinatra and stuff like that. So, how about yourself? Uh, okay, so the big the big album that came out this uh, this past weekend uh, is Andre Three Thousands uh, debut solo album, New Blue mm-hmm. New Blue Sun, that came out. Okay, Eric, let me set this up for you. Because I assume, <laughs> because this is sort of in the hip-hop world, you aren't super aware of Andre 3000 slash what's been happening the past 17 years with this guy. <laughs> I definitely don't know that, but I am aware of Andre 3000. Okay. So for, for oh, the audience, yes. for everyone listening in, Andre 3000 is one half of uh, Outkast, the hip-hop duo that arguably is like one of the best hip-hop duos of all time. Uh, Andre 3000 specifically shows up on many people's top five MCs list of all time, like consistently at like the number five, sometimes the number six spot. And it's mind blowing because Andre 3000 has never had a solo album ever. And he is still considered Mm. one of the greatest MCs of all time, which is insane. Mm. He basically only has the Outcast albums, and then he shows up on some features uh, on uh, on other people's songs, and that's it. Interesting. And I I actually am a fan of Outcast. Yeah, there's. So I good. I really like them. Uh, yeah, so that that's awesome. Is is it good? We'll get to that. So okay. <laughs> seventeen <laughs> years. Seventeen years ago, Outcast disbanded. Uh, mm-hmm. They did do a reunion at Coachella a few years ago at this point. Um, but officially, they did disband uh, Big Boy and Andre 3000 went their separate ways. Now, the past 17 years, 
Andre 3000 has been roaming the earth and learning how to play various types of flutes. He has <laughs> been picking up different types of flutes like the the wooden pan flute or just the traditional metal uh, classical flute. Like he just has like a bunch of different flutes that he's learned how to play. And for the past 17 years, he has been roaming the streets of Atlanta, of wherever, and just playing the flute while walking down the street for the past 17 years. To the point where it's now become a game with his fans where they try to find where he is and try to get, get a video of him and post it on Instagram. That is funny. It's like a freaking all I, where's all Waldo I picture. Game. I picture those like butchered recorder songs of like Jurassic Park or John Williams. <laughs> like... It's crazy. It's like a. <laughs> Just like kind of slightly off key. <laughs> well, he's been doing this for the past 17 years, just wandering the earth playing flute down the street. Um, and he's made, they've made it into a game of Where's Waldo? Um, and now that he's now released his debut solo album, it is an album completely of flutes. <laughs> it is an instrumental album of just flute recordings. I have to download this right now. He is one of I the think... greatest hip hop MC slash rappers of all time. And we have waited 17 years for a album from him and he put out an album of flutes <laughs> the new blue sun and it's <laughs> look at that look at that glory yeah. look at that glory downloaded <laughs> right now it's it's wow. mind-boggling but it is a testament to just the artistry of this man right like this <gasps> is to a certain extent, people are like expecting like the greatest like hip hop rhymes of all time, mm -hmm. but he doesn't go with go with that. He breaks the mold and it's just like fuck it. I'm just gonna learn how to play the flute and I'm gonna <laughs> put out an album of flutes. Might as well. Um, it's so funny because like some of these tracks are like 12 minutes long. 12 minutes yeah there's 12 of him minutes playing the flute yeah no, like each tr every track is him playing the flute but like there's 12 minute songs 10 minute songs the last track is 17 minutes <laughs> so what you're saying is this is the greatest album of all time see the hipster in me says this is the greatest album of all time because i'm like this is the biggest f you to everyone like this this is like a true artistic statement but if like i step back and i listen to this i'm like this is like a ramblings of a crazy person like <laughs> before i moved here in my old place like in on the corner there was this hobo who had a flute and he would just walk maybe, around maybe it was andre 3000 <laughs> yeah, it could have been andre 3000 but like it like conceivably it could have been him playing the flute the whole time and i just walk by every day going this is a crazy man <laughs> <laughs> but oh and like the, the 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 titles of the tracks are just like so on point like the first one the first track on this album 
is called I Swear. I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. That's the name of the That's song. That's the name of the song. <laughs> that sounds like an explanation <laughs> of why this album exists. <laughs> oh, man. But it, this yeah, is amazing. It sounds... Okay, so it's definitely not... It's not going to be like a billboard chart topper, right? Like there's no way this thing becomes like played in the clubs and people are dancing to it. This this music is very much background elevator music. I no- picture like the flute so- sound from Men at Work's uh, <laughs> Land Down Under mixed with hip hop. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the tone the tone is <laughs> very similar. The tone of the flute. Um but it's more like um like an ambient uh like a spa music type of thing. Right? Like very interesting. Very calming so like, relaxation. Like this would be played this would be played while you're getting a massage. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah. Like this album. Yeah. <laughs> so next time when I go in for my massage <laughs> I should tell the RMT, hey, instead of playing your watery sound, let's <laughs> let's play some Andre three thousand. <laughs> but but it's mm. wild because like, you know, the expectations are of you are a master of your craft to put mm. out something that you're really good in and push those boundaries but he's literally just gone the completely opposite direction (laughs) (laughs) which i honestly i have some respect for Mm -hmm. that is that is like a respectable move (laughs) but uh that's it's like a little a little respect mixed with a little crazy mixed with a little uh genius yeah it's like a true true (laughs) artist but a little cuckoo yeah (laughs) but i mean probably like picasso before he ripped his ear off or whatever (laughs) but um was that picasso no van gogh van gogh that's right it's like i'm not good but this is an art artist like (laughs) painter podcast so i'm allowed to get that wrong (laughs) um but i do recommend i would recommend anyone to actually at least listen to the album once um to see if I'm you definitely like, gonna listen to, this. <laughs> to see if you vibe 100%. with it it is not something that uh you should expect to dance to or even like come out of it be like oh that was really catchy it's actually just really good meditation music or like putting in the background uh type of music because mm-hmm. you know how like kenny g is definitely like background music or elevator music but when you listen yeah. to it it's a bit like grating and it's like yeah. this is annoying to listen to. This is not that. This is still like it's in the background, but it's not like that cheese factor in there. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So Andre three thousand new album. I listened to it a few times from front to back. It's not bad. It's not a terrible Interesting. album. Interesting. Interesting. But the story behind it it's like this is a madman that is that is hilarious that is the most hilarious thing i've heard in a long time <laughs> he's just been wandering the earth playing flute down the street mm-hmm. you think that's how kenny g became famous <laughs> just wandering the earth playing saxophone no yeah no definitely not i think i'm pretty sure he got famous from doing that long holding the longest he played note. he played in an elevator 
<laughs> Is that? Yeah, you just play up and down in an elevator. Until <laughs> <laughs> mall security had to kick him out. <laughs> no, he definitely just got famous for having a really good record mm-hmm. label behind him and, and marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he eventually got that Guinness Book of World Records for holding the longest note ever. I think it was like 20 hours or something. Do you remember how... Not- do you remember how long he held that note for? I don't remember the time. That sounds pretty crazy, but I, I know we mentioned it on the podcast, and I was blown away. Oh, sorry. It's 45 minutes and 47 seconds. Yeah, like 24 hours. That's not oh, sorry. For, yeah, 45 minutes. 45 minutes is what he held the note for. I don't even know how you do that. I just don't know how you do that. That's like a really long time. <laughs> <the> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's crazy anyways, but anyways <laughs> Andre 2000 album that's what I've been listening to this past week um, best album of 2023 ladies and gentlemen <laughs> imagine, imagine if that ended up in my list I, I'd put it as an honorable mention to be honest because yeah. it's just like there's like heart and soul in it as much as I call it background mm. music there is like there is some genius to it uh, mm-hmm. from that respect so um maybe one day he'll put out a real hip-hop album and we'll all be happy but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's that's unbelievable I don't know. uh all right let's move on music news uh in in other absurd news russia has placed ukrainian singer Susanna jemistova on their state wanted list for violating a criminal law uh, spreading fake information about the Russian military. Susanna performs under the stage name Jamala, and she won the 2016 Eurovision contest with the song 1944, a title that refers to the year that the Soviet Union uh, deported Crimean Tatars en masse. Uh, so Russia has placed her on their state wanted list. Like they're really going to be searching for her right now. You know, like, like that's a priority one. I don't understand, like, for why. Putin and his men. Like, what's the point? It's just. A I know it's, it's probably it's propaganda. It's propaganda. Right? Yeah, you're going against the, uh, you know, the motherland. <laughs> here, we're here to inspire and uh, you know change the world. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Other shocking news: Snoop Dogg has put out a statement. Quote, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Uh, no word on the future of Snoop Dogg's hired full-time blunt roller, who was reportedly being paid $40,000 a year. Well, sounds like he got laid off. <laughs> Is it crazy? Snoop Dogg? It's, his statement's hilarious. Please respect my privacy at this time. Is just like, that's so funny. But Snoop Dogg <laughs> giving up smoking is insane. That is insane. That's because like, that's his whole like that's his image. That's his whole shtick. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That now that it must be for health reasons. Probably. It it must be for some sort of health reason. That's why he's giving it up. Yeah. At sixty plus years old, like at some point yeah. you have to stop. <laughs> I mean, unless you're Keith I Richards, I guess. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Unless you're blessed with immortality. 
Um, other news, the Beatles' final song, Now and Then, is the fastest-selling vinyl single of this century so far in the UK. It's 38,000 physical sales are the most by any uh, single in almost a decade, and having sold 19,400 copies on vinyl, it is the fastest-selling vinyl single of the century. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when Elton John did the special edition like thing well he played at diana crawl's or no uh princess diana's funeral right and they came out with this special edition cd with candle in the wind right and it was like everybody was like ordering it being like this is gonna be worth like millions of dollars (laughs) and nobody like you tell tell people about this like a lot of people don't know about this unless they were there or or their parents bought it Right. So it, it was just like, I feel like this is that. This is that thing. Yeah. All these people are buying and now, then and now, oh my God, this is going to be worth crazy amount of money. And it's going to, it's going to be easily forgotten. It's going to get hidden somewhere in storage. And then yeah. one year when the next generation is taking over and going through your storage <laughs> containers, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I- I don't know. I I feel like there's going to be more Beatles songs. Like this can't be the only demo that they have. Yeah, which will just instantly like I yeah, it, it'll, I, if they're ordering this for value purposes, like that's what I feel like why people are ordering this. Yeah, there's no way. this on vinyl. The, but if there are more, which there are, Probably like I, I'm in total agreement with you. I believe that there is a lot more that they're going to do or they're going to have like Paul McCartney and Ringo write some baseline and simple drum track and they'll just get an AI generated being like, what would John Lennon do? Right. Honestly, (laughs) I don't even know. Like if they did that, I'd I'd riot in the streets. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even care about the Beatles, but that's insane. The thing that sucks, too, is that I feel like this brings me to another point is I am upset at the fact that they're driving John Lennon as like the sole like front person of Mm, the band, because I feel like the Beatles, the like their thing was, is that they each had their own songs that they sang, their own songs that they wrote. Right. And so you can't really classify a lead singer of the band because they all do it. Yeah. So I, I just I just don't like the fact that George Harrison gets pushed to the <laughs> side. And I feel like this is just long overdue, like drama with the band that yeah. it's just like, well, George Harrison played with a bunch of other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because uh, but yeah, uh, I think that it's just going to this thing is just a fat. People are just going to buy the vinyl record and then they're going to have another one come out. And then it's like, then they're going to have a collection, right? And it's just going to never end, oh, right? Oh, God. Honestly, if A&I John Lennon happens with real Paul McCartney and real Ringo, I just like, I don't I don't know what yeah, we're doing anymore. Yeah. It's like insane. Like, I think it's cool because they had most of this song written, so I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that part of it. Um even though we both listened to it, we both thought it was mediocre. We yeah. didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. So um, if 
I feel like that's the direction they're going to head to. It's just AI generated stuff. Ugh, can't believe it. Um. Anyways, last piece of news. Apple Music and Spotify are cracking down on streaming fraud. Spotify are looking to find distributed distributors and labels who artificially inflate their streaming numbers apple music are looking to just manually delete those fake streams some studies have shown that in general one to three percent of total streams are fraudulent but have seen up to 60 percent of fraudulent streams on any given song so how can you determine if if that's happening i have no idea i know the most common way is just have like um like a data center in like a third world country and just have it just like play on loop on thousands of computers or basically on their server, just have it ping that song Mm -hmm. multiple times. So I know like if you're an indie artist and I guess major labels could do this too. You basically just pay a company that has a bunch of computer servers and they just keep pinging that specific song over and over again to get those streaming numbers up. Interesting. So they must have a way of sort of identifying that because like the IP is generally the same for like Mm -hmm. 50% of all the streams. Okay. That makes more sense because like I, I've heard songs that I'm like, this song is sick. And then you just get into that loop of listening to it over and over again. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure like one person doing like 20 in a day is not going to move the needle. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, because like I, then it also brings me to uh, the thought of it's like you're almost playing God then if you are paying these companies. And then it's just right. like, well, it's like we don't want these people to be famous. So yeah. fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like Apple Music and Spotify have a reason to crack down on streaming fraud because they they sell advertisement uh, on their mm-hmm. streaming platforms. So if if it's no one that's actually listening to those ads, then no one's going to want to buy ads on their platform. So they mm. sort of have a uh, incentive to crack down on this. Um, but I don't know. It's I'm just wondering, like, who has the most fraudulent streams? <laughs> now I'm just wondering, like, which major artist like has the most? It'd be hilarious to figure that out. Definitely not Andre Three Thousand. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like i when that album when andre 3000 album released i was like oh he's gotta have some sort of like marketing campaign or some sort of merch associated with this so i tried to find like his website and it was so difficult to find his official website uh but when i finally found it the only thing he's selling is the cd version and the vinyl version of the album <laughs> it's nothing else no shirts nothing that's like holy shit he really doesn't care <laughs> He doesn't. He probably doesn't. Which which is another thing I can respect. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all right. That's the, the music news for this week. Uh let's get into the album review. Uh so for this week, uh the album that we are going to be discussing mm-hmm. is the brand new Chris Stapleton album, Higher. Higher is the fifth studio album by American musician Chris Stapleton. It was released on November tw- November tenth, twenty twenty three. Eric, your thoughts on this album? I am a huge fan of Chris Stapleton. He is on my bucket list. I want to see him live. Um, 
I have to say, uh, everything he comes out with is good. However, uh, I think that um, The Traveler is still my favorite album by him, which is his first. And then uh, Starting Over is definitely his best out of out of all, all of them in, in terms of a commercial thing. I think this album it was more of an artistic style for Chris Stapleton um, because there's not a lot of like... It's a very mellow album. Hmm. There's not, there's no like, uh, usually people think country music, they either think it's like a really, really sad song or they think it's, uh, you know, like get in your truck, drive <laughs> down the road, <laughs> open a beer, you know, um, that is not this. This is, this is the thing. Like this album is, is very melancholy, hmm. uh, but it's very, honest lyrics and that's one thing i'd love about chris stapleton because he still has that old style of country that i think modern country is missing um there's no country stereotypes in any of this like these songs there's none there's absolutely none and i, mean, I just he felt does say horse well <laughs> That's a generic animal. <laughs> White horse. He still has a horse on this album, but continue. Yeah, but the but the song itself, like he he does sing like very like metaphorically. Um, I I think that if you want like an example of what good harmonies are in a song, like check out songs on this album because him and his wife does the female vocal harmonies. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Like it just sends chills down your spine, like especially in um, "It Takes a Woman." Like it's just like this is this is a true country song. Like I picture like back in like Dolly Parton era, Willie Nelson, like the greats, mm-hmm. <laughs> like playing. Uh, his voice is unreal, uh, and he knows how to write songs. Like he knows how to. Uh, structure them i think it was in um i want to say uh think i'm in love with you they had that like weird bridge (laughs) like thing but it was sounded good though it was just like it was like this thing for like musicians to appreciate right so they're still having fun with the music which i like um i did find that uh, i don't know who made the track list like the arrangement of the album, I felt like they could have done a lot better. Yeah, just because it was just all over the place. Like, I like even simply like the first song, like it didn't really catch. Uh, it doesn't really catch you. It's a very slow song. I would have probably picked uh, South Dakota as the first one, which is this, and just flip. Yeah, the f- one and two. It's, it's like I don't think they even care. They just were like, "These are my songs, uh, and enjoy them or not." <laughs> so, um, I mean, like, what do you think of them? Like, cause, cause you're not in, really into this realm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, no, I definitely appreciated that. I didn't have to roll my eyes when I was listening to this album. Like, <laughs> I do agree with you. It's a good country, country esque album. I would say mm-hmm. that doesn't do the whole, you know, song and dance that, like, stereotypical <laughs> country does, right? Like. I was so happy that it wasn't that. 
Um, but I do agree with you. The track listing, the actual arrangement of the actual tracks was strange. Um, it just ended up being a just a, li a list of songs that, I don't know, didn't really flow all that well together. Each individual song was fine on its own, but like one after the other, I was like, I don't, it doesn't, it seems more like a playlist to me rather than an album, mm -hmm. which was interesting. But um, individually, the songs are great. I think they're all like fine songs, uh, but I don't think there is, I didn't come out of this with any sort of like hit single vibes on this. Mm -hmm. I didn't come out of it like, oh, that's a really good chorus that I'm humming for the rest of the day. Like I came out humming uh, It Takes a Woman and I came out humming White Horse. So yeah, in my opinion, good. I think those two are definitely like, I know White Horse yeah. is the single and it yeah, plays yeah. on the radio all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but but there are some great songs on here like uh, Way to the World, I really like. Uh, Crosswinds, like... They're all just solid songwriting songs. And yes. yeah. and he's just really good at giving that country emotion behind the song, which is what country music is all about. Like yeah. that's that's how it is supposed to be. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I think, you know, for those of you who like hate country music because, you know, you're exposed to sort of what the mainstream country music has been for what would you say last 30 years, 20 years, mm -hmm. maybe um, this is more to the roots of what country music should be or is. Um, so it's, it's definitely an album I would recommend to people to listen to, uh, mm -hmm. especially for those who don't like country music, but it is very mid pace. This whole album, there's no mm -hmm. like uh, there's no fast song, fast tempo songs. Um, I don't really think there were any like proper ballads, uh, but a lot of songs that were like veering on that sort of slower pace of song. Yeah. And I think that what makes Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton is his wife in the band with the backup vocals, yeah. because I think if you take that out, it's, it will sound very like th that is his like signature. Mm-hmm. Right. So everybody talks about how amazing his vocals are, but they wouldn't, he wouldn't be him without those backup vocals in there mm. because it doesn't have that same, you know, like, cause usually like when you're, when you're singing a backup vocal, most of the time, and especially in pop music, they'll kind of play a chord. Whereas like good country music and like the old traditional style, they have this like almost like it sounds like a twang, but they're almost like off the chord a bit. Mm -hmm. And it sounds, it just sounds like just yep. chills down your back every single time. Like, yep. yeah. So like, I, I'm just having a really hard time with this specific album. Cause like I listened to mm -hmm. it and I'm like, these songs are good, but I didn't come out of it being like, this mm -hmm. is a great album. Yeah, I and I and I think you're totally right. What you said earlier, like each song individually is great, um, but I even think if you rearrange the album, um, like if we sat down and rearranged it, I, I still think it would still be the same. Like I don't think it would be that much better. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that, that is true. I, I, I agree with that. Like, even if we started like moving songs around, I don't know, there isn't really a, uh, central theme through line through all these songs where you could arrange it in like a better form mm-hmm. or at least not one that's significant to make this album much better. Okay. I mean, maybe we'll go into final thoughts and ratings for this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Chris Stapleton. Uh, I think that again, like Kemp said, if you hate crunchy music because you hate the, you know, the stereotypes behind it. Uh, I still love those songs. I think that they're great. <laughs> like, the, you know, some of them are really fun. Ride a cowboy. Yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's, <laughs> I that's, love that song. For me, that's like the most stereotypical <laughs> country song. Oh, uh, it's, oh, especially like my favorite is Rain is a Good Thing. Uh, Rain makes corn, right. corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby feel a little frisky. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, um, Chris Stapleton, uh, great. If especially if you, if you're like I like country, but I like the old stuff, you'll definitely like Chris Stapleton. Uh, I probably wouldn't recommend listening to this one if it's your first time. I would recommend listening to Starting Over. Uh, I think that album is magic. Um, I still really love their his first album, uh, The Traveler. Uh, so check that out. Um, if you do love Chris Stapleton and you haven't checked this out, check it out because you'll like it, but it's nothing special. I don't think it's anything memorable. Mm. Uh, rating. Oh, rating. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. A seven. Oh, geez. <laughs> I thought I was going to give it a low score. I'm actually giving it a seven also. Uh, oh, because like, I'm surprised you're giving it a seven because like Mm -hmm. the songs are good. It's just Mm -hmm. as an album, I don't know if it's really like, I wonder if it could have been like two smaller EPs rather than a full album. Yeah. Some, something screams to me of, you know, we need you to write some stuff. And then he's like, all right, whatever. Just put these two things together. (laughs) Yeah. That's, it sort of felt like that. Like, he just wrote mm-hmm. a bunch of songs and then was like, okay, here's the songs. Put it, put it out. Like that's, that's yeah. what this feels like. Uh, I got more like a mixtape or something, right? Like, yeah. Like I, I felt like the arrangement was almost just like, this is what we recorded first to last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, so from an album perspective, I can't really score it that high. Because uh, I just don't think it's a good album. But the individual songs are really strong and they're like all really good. So I'm actually giving it a seven also. All right. Well, that was our discussion on Hire by Chris Stapleton. Uh, for those of you that are following along with us every single week, uh, we're sort of still keeping with the country theme, but mm-hmm. sort of not. Um, the, the album that we're going to be discussing next week is uh dolly parton's brand new album rockstar um it's dolly parton's very first rock and roll album after a what is it like a 60-year career it's crazy oh yeah um but it's her very first rock rock and roll album so it's going to be interesting 30 tracks it's a long album um but we'll get through it hopefully it's good i really hope it's good (laughs) I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Rockstar by Dolly Parton will be uh, next week. 
and that's basically it uh yeah so that's the podcast for the week this is the crossroads music podcast we're here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast 10 p.m et 7 p.m pt uh we're on apple music spotify youtube all the places where you get your your podcast needs uh come yell at us all that's good stuff uh eric any closing thoughts before we wrap this all up i got nothing for you all right well thanks everyone for tuning in uh and we will catch you all next time peace Peace.